Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Have you or the kids been woken up in the middle of the night to the sound of bangers being left off nearby? Halloween is still over a week away, but already we're getting messages here on Limerick today from unhappy residents who say youngsters are lighting them in their neighbourhood. And while some love the sparkling colours lighting up the sky on October 31st, the dangers attached to illegal fireworks far outweigh the fleeting beauty of them. And I'm joined by Assistant Fire Officer at Limerick City and County Council, Seamus Barrett, and Advanced Paramedic uh, from the National Ambulance Service in Limerick, Keith Milan, in the studio to tell us a little bit more. And you're both very welcome. Uh, Good morning to you. Um, Keith, in your time, have you seen some injuries you'd prefer not to have seen from this sort of thing? Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Um, yes, uh, I, there hasn't been a huge amount of them, but there has been enough to to, to note. Um, one that jumps straight out at mind would be uh, the bonfire example, where kids running around the outside of a bonfire thinking they're pretty safe and playing and stumble and fall, and not necessarily into the bonfire itself, but the hot embers at the outside of it. And we've had one that jumped straight ahead where we had a young lad running around and fell on a bottle that had melted at the outside of the... The, the fire and when he literally stood back up the hand all the melted plastic was moulded around his fingers um, that in itself the nature of that injury was very very painful to him so we treated him with burns gel um, by the nature of the burns gel it, it literally takes the, the hot aspect out of the fire and cools it rapidly so by the time we had got him back to the hospital the ED in UHL the plastic had rehardened and it was like a cast around his fingers, which we could break off quite easily. But the damage had been done. He was left with second and third degree burns. So he ended up going to Cork for, for treatment for that. So that was a simple example of the type of stuff that we could potentially deal with on the night of the bonfire. Yeah. It's very distressing, any sort of burn injury. And of course, if it's a serious burn, it is absolutely life-threatening. Absolutely. The, the nature of the burn itself is it's a horrible injury to get. Um, never mind the physical aspect uh, with months and months of treatment, maybe skin grafting, the risk of infection, but you're left with the psychological effect of the burn afterwards or the scarring. So if you were a person who's left with uh, obvious disfigurement of their face or something that would be noticeable to the public, they become stigmatised by that uh, in, in the essence of the nature of the burn. So unlike breaking a bone and it healing over time, the burn aspect will albeit take a long time to heal, but you're left with the physical scarring afterwards. And that in itself is very, very hard. And, and of course, you're also dealing with the distress often of a child. The, and that's the hard one. We deal with things like children scalding themselves with kettles of water, kettles of tea, uh, this type of stuff. Fire, burns, uh, costumes catching fire, beside fires. And yes, you're dealing with the trauma of dealing with a child in pain, which in itself is very, very difficult to do. And then you've got the the nature of the incident itself, which is very, very hard. And this is a high point of risk every year, isn't it? The run-up to and Halloween itself. It is. And I I suppose you don't want to be a killjoy. Kids are kids. They want to play. They want to... It's exciting. It's, And they do forget the dangers of it. But we just have to be so, so careful when we do these things that we have parental supervision that people are aware that if something goes wrong around a fire or around fireworks, the the damage is devastating. Yeah. We're chatting to Keith Milan, who's an advanced paramedic from the National Ambulance Service based here in Limerick, of course, uh, and also uh, Assistant Chief Fire Officer at Limerick City and County Council, Seamus Barrett. Um, And obviously, uh, fire and 
issues around fire are all about what the fire service uh, deal with. So probably a time of the year you'd almost prefer to avoid, really, <laughs> but uh, no option. <laughs> uh, thank you. Good morning, Joe. Yes, uh, but Halloween is a time of fun. The fire service is there to react to a call for help. So that call for help needs to be genuine and needs be not to be brought about by improper activity, illegal bonfires, burning of waste in bonfires or allied things. And also when we're out and about reacting to risk to property in life, not to be the victims of antisocial activity. Yes, and are a lot of the calls at this time of the year caused by exactly what you've outlined there? And not this time of the year. Occasionally, believe it or not, Halloween can be relatively quiet in Limerick. Bonfire night, May Eve, is actually a bigger night for bonfires in Limerick. Isn't that interesting? But what does happen at Halloween that you have to um, deal with? Well, it's increased risk. Uh, Primarily, you can see the, the bonfires and the opportunists using it as an activity to get rid of the, the three-piece suite and the household waste and uh, and the children going about in fancy dress with candles and lights. It's increased risk is, is the biggest problem. Talk to me about the sort of antisocial um, behaviour that the fire service has to deal with. Occasionally, depending on the nature of an incident, we might be called to an incident and while the firefighters are either approaching the incident or in the act of active firefighting usually could be attacked by nearby uh, teenagers with stones, people throwing bottles and were deemed to be a killjoy. So they don't see the fire service as they should as people coming to help them and their community. They actually see you as the enemy. Yeah, they react and they throw bottles and there's been cases, not necessarily in Limerick in recent times, but elsewhere where bottles have been thrown through open windows of fire appliances and striking firefighters in the cab. That must be quite emotional for firefighters who are there trying to do their best, obviously focused on what could be a very serious issue, trying to do their job professionally and then dealing with some miscreants making life more difficult for them by firing stones and bottles and bricks at them. Yeah, and then maybe, maybe the fire brigade just have to withdraw and wait for Garda reinforcements to arrive and fight the fire under the protection of the Garda supervision. That must be very frustrating. Mm. Yeah, and, and presumably not unheard of with the ambulance service either, unfortunately, Keith. Yeah, the the nature of the ambulance is to help, uh, and people see that, and, and the people of Limerick are fantastic in the sense of when they hear it coming, they move up onto footpaths, and we still get we still get the, the smile on our own faces when we see people blessing themselves when the ambulance is passing. We don't know whether that's in hope for the person that they survive or the poor people that are going out to them. Uh, that's always been one that gave us a bit of a smile when we see it. But um, the, the, the incidents we've had where our vehicle's been damaged or our paramedics been assaulted, thankfully they're very, very low. Uh, an awful lot of the time where our vehicle has been damaged may have been a patient suffering ill effects of mental health or mental challenges or intoxicated. We're certainly not justifying it, but it most certainly would be the, 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 the rare rather than the norm. Um, our crew's been assaulted. Again, very, very low incidence of it. It does happen, unfortunately, with the nature of the work that we do. You might get caught in the middle of something that's ongoing. Uh, you may Something may be thrown at the vehicle, which has happened. People throwing rocks off bridges, this type of nonsense. Um, and that has damaged the vehicles. Thankfully, our staff haven't been hurt um, scared, but not actually physically hurt, which is great. So it's much more the, the, the exception rather than the norm. 
But Keith and Seamus, I mean, both of you and all of your colleagues obviously would have got involved in what you do for a living with a sense of duty and public service. And the idea that any members of the community would get in the way of that and potentially put you in harm's way, when to be honest, you've enough to put uh, yourselves in harm's way, it, it must be awful, really. Yes, yeah. Um, if someone is hurt from an illegal banger, um, asks Sarah, and need the emergency services, are they going to get prosecuted for having the illegal firework in the first place? Well, that's not a judgment call, not for us, but not legal. It's a guard matter. I've, um, I've dealt with lads who've got injured from uh, fireworks, uh, literally with one guy who lit it, uh, and his teacher came round the corner in a schoolyard, and his instinct was shove it into his pocket, which he did, lit. Now, what saved him was his phone was in his pocket at the same time. Now, the phone casing was extensively damaged as a result of the firework exploding in his pocket and he ruined his school pants. But the, uh, the injury to him was minimal as a result of the phone protecting him. Um, we had in, we dealt with the school, we dealt with the parents, uh, but there was no involvement of the Gardaí in relation to that. I, I, am, I would imagine trying to pursue an incident like that would be just... Right. But the law around fireworks is clear, isn't it, Seamus? I believe so. Again, uh, it's not my forte... There are classes of fireworks, low-end bangers, which are available, but the high-end rocket-propelled fireworks for display purposes are have to be, if used by a licensed person, for, i.e. like the weddings and big events in the, in the city. But we know, um, anecdotally, that they become available mm-hmm. in Limerick and elsewhere at different times of the year, around Halloween being one example mm-hmm. of it, and they are being used, and then of course they are being used unsupervised, mm-hmm. and they are being used with no training or no expertise, mm-hmm. as you say, from someone who's licensed to use them. And even at that, sorry for interrupting, there's question mark over their quality. Where they've come, come from. from and manufacturing, where they're, basically you're looking at a cardboard tube full of gunpowder. <laughs> okay. Because I'm hearing a lot of what I assume are bangers even at night in my own area at the moment and lots of people around the city and county have been in touch with us. There, there is a build-up to this. It seems to happen at the start of October, doesn't it? And runs right up to Halloween, taking your point about bonfires maybe being slightly different in Limerick. But certainly there's a lot of activity out mm-hmm. and about, isn't there? Mm-hmm. So what's your general advice then, Seamus, to parents, I suppose, listening and obviously to young people who might be involved in this? Well, like I said, Halloween is a time of fun. Have fun. But it doesn't necessarily you have to expose yourself to risk and danger to have fun. There's other activities which are quite enjoyable other than throwing bangers in letterboxes of old people and frightening dogs and that kind of activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, from my perspective, if anyone is injured, um, either by a banger or a fire or anything like that, is the, our first aid advice would be to everybody is to actively cool it with cool running water for minimum 10 to 15 minutes. If they are concerned that it's a significant burn, to contact the emergency services at 112 and 999 and we'll, most certainly will attend them. I, mean, I absolutely take the point about having a bit of crack around this, but you couldn't think of a combination that's worse, including, to raise the point that you made earlier, the kind of outfits that everyone's wearing, even adults, but particularly kids and where they've come from. And often, you know, I saw something at home even yesterday and all sorts of warnings around stay, keep away from naked flames. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, at a time of the year when you probably have more naked flames around than you yeah. would anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that is the thing. We, I mean, fortunately, we've had that from the nylon material, everything from a nightdress to a costume and stand in close proximity to, a, uh, to a, an open fire, an open flame, did take off very, very, uh, did burn very, very quickly and the damage, they melt onto the skin and it's a very, very nasty, nasty injury to deal with. Mm. And made into the 
a parent should interject safety message, drop and roll. Just should your child is suddenly engulfed in fire, fall on the floor and roll to extinguish the flames. So protect the face. And the other thing you need to be aware of, of course, in your own home is all candles out before you go to bed. Do a final check, particularly when there might be candles that you haven't thought about that might be somewhere Mm. in the house that aren't normally there. The standard fire safety message doesn't change. Just with increased vigilance, especially when you have decorations and increased risk around the home, especially when uh, uh, big children are having parties as well. Right. And finally, of course, if alcohol is introduced into the mix, that creates another problem, doesn't it, Keith? It does. Um, Alcohol being a depressant in nature, people get very sleepy, they get very lethargic around it. So the likes of not doing your final check before you go to bed or smoking a cigarette on the couch, that type of stuff, unfortunately, that does still happen. And that's where we do end up dealing with the nasty effects of the burn. So, yes, again. And the house fire. And the house fire, of course, yeah, absolutely. And uh, as well as that, James, the, even the training videos that you guys um, have yourselves, how fast a fire can start and spread mm-hmm. uh, in someone's home is phenomenal, isn't it? It is indeed, and that's why we constantly safety messages, make sure you have a working fire alarm that protects your escape route. Mm. As you only have a very finite minute time in order to get out. And the rule is get out, stay out, and get the fire brigade out, yeah. out, out, out. Because there is a point at which if there's any smoke, even before the fire itself reaches you, you'll be A, overwhelmed, and B, it'll be like you've never been in your home before trying to find your way out. Yes, unfortunately, uh, because again, alluding to what you said earlier about uh, household materials, one of the byproducts of the burning of those is cyanide gas, which by way itself is narcotic. And then when you have the carbon monoxide, voluminous amounts... It's also toxic and it stops you or him globe and carrying oxygen. Therefore, you have a double whammy. So you're disorientated and your ability to escape is compromised. Okay. All right. Well, listen, thank you very much for the excellent advice. Uh, spare a thought, by the way, for all the emergency services any time of the year, but especially in the run-up to Halloween, it's a, a busy uh, period uh, for them and uh, they're doing great work as well. Thank you to Seamus Barrett, who's Assistant Chief Fire Officer at Limerick City and County Council, and Keith Milan, who's Advanced Paramedic from the National Ambulance Service based here in Limerick. Very much appreciate your time and your advice. Call Limerick today now on 461995.